I want to continue broadly with what I just sense God is busy with with us as a congregation. Last week, Pastor Andre spoke about love, and what really struck me just is, again, Jesus' command of even loving your enemies. I mean, there's nowhere in the world where we see that, uh, save for in, in Christianity, where we, where we follow the example of Jesus Christ who came and loved his enemies until they became his sons and daughters. Uh, this weekend we had Encounter 3 where we dealt a lot with our hearts uh, of those who participated in trusting the Lord for deep healing and forgiveness and helping setting us up for our future in the Lord. And I want to carry on this morning when I ask this question, why forgiveness, uh, or make a statement, why forgiveness is a big deal. And I'm going to leave a few um, statements with you. I'm going to offer a few things on this. And, and my agenda is that you will experience the Holy Spirit inviting you and the power and the courage to walk in forgiveness because it might be the very thing that your life needs at this moment. It might be the thing that unstucks your heart. Let's, let's, uh, we all need to be encouraged this morning, especially me after the rugby game yesterday, so I'm just here to strengthen myself and the Lord. Join me in that. Thank you for the worship, worship team. That, that brought healing to my heart. Now let's go and, uh, and address this. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Whoever says he's in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. There's a great call on us to model a love in this world that is not natural to this world. And in this commission we have, that we are to model God's kind of love in this world, we also deal with offenders. We deal with people that hurts us by accident. And we deal with people that uh, hurts us uh, in malice. And we do the same. We do the same to others, at least by chance or by accident, at least. But forgiveness is something that we need to look in because it's something that Jesus is very serious about. And I, I really hope that there's rivers of healing that can flow in our congregation this morning, really trusting the Lord for hearts to be unlocked. Matthew 5, let's read together. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council, and whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. Verse 23, so if you are offering your gift at the altar and there you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. 
first be reconciled to your brother and then come to offer your gift. Now, we don't do the offering of gifts anymore. Jesus speaking to the current practice there is speaking about a person that's coming to worship and giving honor to the Lord in a similar way to what we are doing here. We have brought our offerings in our praises to the Lord and the way we present our hearts to Him as He instructs us now in the Word. It is similar to back then where uh, worship was just expressed in bringing of offerings. Now we bring our hearts. Amen? If we go back to verse 21, some of you will know that in this passage it also says, you have heard, do not commit adultery, but I say to you that whoever looks at a woman lustful, all right? And in a similar way, Jesus goes and he says, you've heard that you should not commit murder, but I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Now, Jesus is not equating murdering a person with being angry. I mean, he's not saying they carry the same weight. It's uh, the same weight in how tragic it is. Okay? It's, not, it's not the same to murder a person or to be angry to a person. That's not what he's trying to convey. What he is saying is that these sins, you've heard it say, do not commit murder, but I say to you, do not even be angry or do not be angry. What he's saying is these sins, they grow in the same garden. Anger grows to murder. Okay? Anger is the seed when it sprouts. All right? It's anger, but when it is fueled, when it grows, when that plant is being taken care of, it can end in murder. Adultery. You don't. I mean, I'm sorry, it's a, it's, it's a, a graphic uh, example, but it's in the Bible. You don't wake up one day next to a person and say, oh, you're not my wife. You know, that's not, it's not how it works. It starts by looking at a woman lustful that's not yours. That's where it starts. They grow in the same garden. And so what Jesus is asking of us is to go deeper. Don't, don't think of murder and say, I'm chop. I haven't murdered anyone. Think of anger. Go deeper. Find the sin in its seed form, and you can take care of it when it's very young. That's what he's saying. He goes on. He says, whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. Whoever says, you fool. How do you know if you are really harboring anger? One can almost say unforgiveness or hard heart towards someone. I know because I did that towards a person and it was a person that helped me for many years in the ministry and then got offended with me and actually broke my heart. We, we worked together in the field and then one day this person just went and left me. They were hurt by me, and it was hard. And I know that I harbored anger because my words about that person showed, revealed the anger in my heart. Are you with me? 
And so often our words, what are the rookie track, that's what a firki is, our words about a person can give us the clue that we are harboring anger in our hearts. Now, if you've got a good friend, they will help you because we don't see our own sins often as clearly. And, and so sometimes we need to help our friends once we heard this story for the third or the fourth time, like with me, you need to tell your brother, hey, you need to deal with that anger because the words that's coming out of your mouth reveals that you are angry with that person. Deal with it. Are you with me this morning? Now, on this topic, the very next verse, Jesus starts a sentence with so, okay, as a result, therefore, if you are offering, if you are coming to worship me, and then you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. We see that Jesus wants us to prioritize forgiveness and the dealing with anger in our hearts. It's very important for him. Even as you come to worship, if you remember, deal with it as soon, as promptly as you can. And Mark, on the same topic, Jesus says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Now, when Jesus uses this example, it, it points us to the promptness that we, or almost, want, I, I want to say how responsive we need to be to when the Holy Spirit points out to us that forgiveness needs to happen. Jesus says, if you stand praying, now if you stand praying, you're not on your knees, you're not sitting, you're just standing, I'm going to pray here right now. And even as quick as a standing prayer might be, may forgiveness also flow so quickly from your heart. Even just when you quickly want to stand and pray, you remember, forgive. Let it flow. Deal with those little seeds of anger because they are set to grow your heart into a bitter heart. I just want to share something about a bitter heart with you. If I have a bitter heart here, if I've got anger towards you here and my heart is becoming bitter, I take that same heart and share it with my spouse. <laughs> my heart is my heart. And I need to steward my heart and see where the Holy Spirit is asking of me to forgive and let go of anger in order that my heart may be soft before the Lord. Amen? Now, why forgiveness is a big deal? You know, even in the world, we, we might hear, now we, we must forgive. Sometimes people want to make peace. Um, forgiveness is so powerful, it heals a heart. And so even secular psychologists have picked that up. Forgiveness is powerful. But let's go deeper. Let's go to the gospel. Where does this come from? Why is it a big deal? Let's go to the root of it. The first thing I want to say this morning 
and this is more a challenge than an encouragement, is that forgiveness is a big deal because it is the basis for your own salvation. You are here today in love with the Lord, not because you deserve it, but because you are forgiven. Just like my brother read now, Chris, God shows his love for us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Why is forgiveness important? It is the most important thing that happened in your life. It happened to you through Jesus Christ. If while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. We see Jesus on the cross, beaten to pieces, being spat on, insulted, his last possessions, his clothes, Stripped from him. He's got nothing. We've got the people there with hate in their eyes. And Jesus says, we can go to that. There we go. Father, forgive them. We read, a part, we read over these verses too quickly. For they know not what they do. That's amazing. Our Savior, forgiveness happened to us. We see Stephen, the first martyr, soon after Jesus' words, we see Stephen being stoned because he preached the gospel. The people are killing him. He's saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. The rocks are raining on him. And he gets these words out. He says, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. What gave this man the power to utter those words is the remembrance of his own forgiveness. There's something about forgiveness that's very important to understand, and that is you will probably not forgive another person if you believe in your heart that you are superior to them after they offended you. But once it lands in your heart that you have been forgiven by God, that he found you in a pile of sin, it enables you to forgive when you are sinned against. Forgiveness is a big deal. It is the basis for your own salvation. Let's go on. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Why should I forgive that person? After what they have done. Forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. But what that person did, they did A, B, C, D. I can't believe that's what you did. And then Jesus came for you. That's what I did. Then he came for me. 
Forgiveness is an invitation to role play the cross of Christ here and now. So the gospel might be the news of what happened 2,000 years ago and, and the people that you work with and in your family that's not born again, that does not know Jesus, they are aware of the news out there about the gospel. They're aware of it. They're aware of that you go to church. But when forgiveness flows through you to people, you are invited to role play the story of the cross that happened in your life towards others in a similar way. You are landing the power of the gospel in the places where you work or in your family through your example. That's why it's a big deal to the Lord. It's a massive big deal. We'll, we'll get to it. I don't want to go too fast. But Jesus says, if you do not forgive, then the, my Father in heaven cannot forgive you. This is so important because we are not called only to know the gospel. We are called to live the gospel, to embody the gospel. We are called Christians, little Christ. We are called to be like him. What did he do? What is the most important thing he did? He came from heaven to earth to die in your place so that he can forgive you and me. Now go and do the same. Forgiveness is one way in which the power of a gospel comes alongside the knowledge of a gospel around those that lives around you. Because it's scarce in the world. You are invited to partner with the Lord in this regard. When each time when you and I soften our hearts to forgive an offender, we are celebrating the gospel anew in that situation. That is what happened to me. What a privilege to be able to forgive. Let's go on. If you are offering your gift at the altar, we read this piece, we were going to read it again. And there you remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother. Whoever covers an offense, one translation says whoever forgives an offense, seeks love. But he who repeats a matter separates close friends. This is a very direct challenge, actually. So for me, I knew I had hardness in my heart towards my brother that parted ways from me and the way it happened hurt me. I knew there was a hardness of heart because I felt the need to repeat the matter. I constantly had to tell the story to my wife and to other people to make sure they view me as the superior party. Okay? And this is a great challenge for me and for everyone. Whoever covers an offense seeks loves, but he repeats a matter. He separates close friends. What a challenge. What a challenge. That person, and I want us to take it personal. I want to come across in a way that you take it personal because I want you to to be unstuck. 
if there is this family member, this person, and you feel the need to constantly rehash what happened, the answer is forgiveness. That's where your freedom lies. Forgiveness will be the freedom in that matter. For me, and for you. If we could just go back one, one slide, it's, it's amazing how God is a father. And he will not have his children have healthy relationship with him, but unhealthy relationships with one another. He will not allow it. He will not allow it. And we know it as parents. There's, there's nothing quite as bad as seeing the kids fight. Huh? When they are young, it's a joke. We can joke about it. But when they get older, it stings. And in the same way, the Father says to us, it's Jesus speaking here, as you come to me, settle with your brother, that other son, that other daughter of mine, settle and then come back. It's a big charge. And I think sometimes that's when we come to church, sometimes, I guess it's true for you because sometimes it's true for me. I stand in worship and I'm like, what's, what's going on here? Because sometimes there's a connection and I, and I can connect with the Lord and I, I see what God wants to do through the band and, it's, and my heart is on a journey that morning. And other times it's like I am worshiping through potholes. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. And most of the times it will end up with this. I'm harboring there's something that was said there a disagreement there, and I have to make peace in my heart, forgive in that moment. And maybe some of you have experienced that as well. God leads us into peace with one another. It's very important for him because it's a role play of the gospel. <laughs> Forgiveness reconciles us with others. Why is it a big deal? It reconciles us with others. It is, it is not great holidays that keeps families together. It's forgiveness. It's not a great home that keeps a married couple married. It's forgiveness. It's not a shared hobby that keeps a family together. Those are good. Family holidays, those, those are amazing. I've got memories of those in my heart, and I cherish them. But they are in the past, and we hurt one another in the present. <laughs> Forgiveness is what reconciles us to one another. Isn't that true? One of the best things I've heard that helped me in my marriage is I heard a quote from a pastor. He said, couples don't fall out of love, they fall out of forgiveness. When my heart starts to become hard towards my spouse, 
it is the start of a painful week <laughs> or month or worse. And that's why God wants us, even when we come to worship and we've got a hardness towards our spouse. I didn't plan that. This is not in my notes, but I, let me be specific. Soften your heart right now in that moment of worship and you can fall in, in at verse 2. <laughs> okay. If you do that at least once a week, your heart will be softened towards the ones you love. And you'd be able to walk together. If we obey him, life is so much simpler. <laughs> ah, I just want to say it here that we are talking about forgiveness. Jesus forgave those who crucified him. Stephen forgave those who killed him. And reconciliation looks different in different situations. And so I just want to say this. If someone would come and hurt my family, I trust that by the help of the Holy Spirit, I will forgive them. But how my relationship will look with them going forward, um, I will ask God for wisdom for that. Because that might not mean if previously they were welcomed in my home, after forgiveness they would be welcome in my home again. Are you with me? We are, we are talking about a restitution that might look diff, different. That's all right. I am not saying through this message you must go back into an uh, abusive friendship or, or situation. That's not what I'm saying. Forgiveness is one thing. And 100% forgiveness is required in all circumstances. How we rebuild relationships in practice, that is something different. And it might be that you need to seek counsel on that. Amen? All right. There is nothing, there's few things as refreshing as um, forgiveness in a relationship. I haven't been a pastor for extremely long, but I've met people that have reached every goal that people have on earth, but they're, they're the most important quest they're still on, and that is to reconcile with their son and daughter. That is to reconcile with a brother or a sister. The grace to go to someone and say, man, I'm here for this relationship. Please forgive me for what I have done, and Maybe they also say, there's few things as sweet as that. Sometimes we are sitting here, if you are my age and your parents still live, maybe that's all they need to hear, that, that you love them. And if, it's, sometimes it's hard to go to someone when they transgressed against you to go and tell them, I forgive you, because you're insulting them again. <laughs> you know, when you, like, sinned against me, I forgive you. Sometimes you, you just need to go first without the words, okay? Especially if you were sinned against, just to show them that you have forgiven them. Just say the words to God first. Lord, I forgive my dad for never being there. Like, maybe don't phone them and say, Dad, remember how you, you were never there? All right? Like, I just want to say, I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> I 
You know those, all those times, Dad, when you said you'll, you'll take me camping and you never did? Well, I'm just here. Uh, just, just go to him. Just go and have dinner with him. And, and say that to the Lord. And then you enter his world with a heart without anger. And it'll get even more sweeter if he says, you know, son, I know I made many promises. And his words might be, don't worry, Dad. Okay. We are called to be a light in this world, man. We're called to be a light. Let's take this. Let's be practical about this. Let's do this. People might just meet with Jesus in the process. Amen? If you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. That's hard to chew on. That's hard to chew on. And, and, and I'm going to try my best to explain what I see here. I don't think the purpose of the scripture is to put an anxiety on you so that every moment of the day you, you're just scared you die. And there's someone that that day you did not forgive. I don't think that is the posture of this scripture because it's not the posture of the gospel. I think what Jesus is saying here, this is what I believe, is that forgiveness and to be an active embracer of receiving and giving forgiveness is very important in the life of each and every person that calls himself a disciple. It's not an exact science, but those who are loved and forgiven by Jesus ought to practice that forgiveness towards others. Do you agree with me? Right. Now it might be that one day you do that and it's just, man, you're just good with that. And some days it's tough. It feels like you're stuck. You're really angry. And I think there's grace to go through that. All right. But even if you are struggling forward on forgiveness, what you are doing is you are posturing yourself in a way to obey. Lord, just help. This is hard for me, but just help me to forgive. Soften my heart. Go on. You, you are on the right way. You are allowing the Spirit to help you to forgive in a similar way like Jesus, but you are not Jesus. Okay. But with that, I want to say, if you have said these words, this is to help you. Our words can help us. I will never forgive that person. Or I will never forgive that person. Then I do want to love you this morning and say that this verse is a verse you must please take into consideration because it might be that you have hardened your heart. And it might even be that you've not experienced the forgiveness of Jesus Christ in your life in a way that is enabling you to forgive. Because those words, and I know this is, this is straight, but I, I know it's helpful. Those words, I will never forgive that person, cannot come across the lips of a Christian. Are you with me this morning? 
saying that person will never come into my home again, that's all right. <laughs> they might be. But forgiveness is one thing, and it flows from believers. As you have been forgiven, Ephesians, so forgive. Amen? Forgiveness reconciles us to God. I just want to read that again. If you forgive others, your Heavenly Father will forgive you. Forgiveness reconciles us to God. What that means is often the Spirit will help you. When you come to church, I spoke about worshiping through potholes. Who have worshipped through potholes before? You're like, oh, I'm trying to sing here, and it's, there's nothing wrong with the band. There's nothing wrong with the tune. I can sing it, but... Uh, Often God leads us into peace with him by showing us forgiveness needs to happen here. And so we can get reconciled to our brother and to God again. We connect it again. Yes. When forgiveness does not flow through us, Every area in our lives feels strained. And it feels like something is wrong all the time. And sometimes it can be likened to a little bit of anxiety because you just don't know what's the issue here, but you just feel something is not right. Search your heart for forgiveness. Maybe you have to ask forgiveness, or maybe you have to offer forgiveness. It might be, the easier one is this, someone has asked you to please forgive them, but you've withheld because it's just too hard. That's the easier one. As hard as that may be, that's the easier one. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you this morning to forgive. What is harder is if you have experienced God's love and forgiveness and even with others, and you've now gone to someone and you've said, please forgive me, but they are refusing. If you open your heart and you've asked for forgiveness, I want to say that you have done what you can do up to that moment. Don't push that person to say the words. Soften your heart, let God work with them, but you may have your peace. Amen? Man, what a privilege to, to serve the Lord. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. We have received a forgiveness that makes every sin committed against us if we put it in perspective i can offer forgiveness today i can soften my heart against any person any one of you that might sin against me or hurt me or whatever if i remember in which way he has forgiven me i am able to extend the same that's the invitation i want to put before everyone this morning and i want us to be practical about it today i want us to grow today so so let's stand in this place together. Let's, let's respond. Let's be a responsive church when we hear the word.
I want all the small group facilitators to come to the front because we're going to pray for one another. Uh, we're going to love you today by helping you unstuck your heart. Some of us this morning, we've got a heavy heart. And for many of us, it's been a heavy heart, not for weeks, maybe for years. There is peace for you if you trust and obey the Lord in this matter. Let's respond today. Just in our seats for a moment. I want to ask you, what is the Holy Spirit whispering to you this morning? I was speaking on forgiveness and maybe there's faces of friends that came up or family members, siblings. And forgiveness for you towards that person, it's a little bit like, it's almost like you, it's, you don't want to open your hand and, and give the forgiveness because what, what will happen if you do it? Will they do it again? And there's many questions you have, but in the process, you are risking the hardening of your own heart and, and, and bitterness to set in. And you're risking disobedience. To the commandment of Jesus Christ to forgive like you were forgiven some of us here we've uh, if there wasn't an act of forgiveness but it's just an onset of it's just bitterness and thinking back of of the home where you grew up why did he never why did she never and it's not one event but it's just a hardness just a hard posture towards maybe a, a child or a parent and Today, there can be healing in your heart in that area by trusting the Lord. And we want to pray with you. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will minister and do your work in this place this morning. As the word were preached and as it fell on hearts, I pray, Lord, that you will do the work, that you will complete the work in each heart this morning, that you will lead your flock to green pastures, feed your, your sheep today. I pray for healing, Lord, and marriages, healings, and family, families, healing for hard, bitter hearts, which find it even hard to navigate life out there because of bitterness. I pray for healing. I pray for a turnaround in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So while every eye is closed, I want to ask you, have the Lord shown you someone that you must either ask forgiveness for or forgive? Who's that person? Is there a pattern in your life of unforgiveness? Allow the Lord to change that today. We want to pray with you. We want to help you this morning. If that is you, if we can pray with you, if you'd be so bold to come to the front, we want you to come to the front because there's people to pray here. That's all. It's just practical. But if that's you, if we can minister to you, I want to just count to three. I want to ask you to take a step of faith. One, two, three. Quickly come out. Let us help you. Thank you for that movement. There's people just taking steps of faith in this place. So if you are doubting 
also take a step of faith. Someone can pray with you today. If, if there's not enough facilitators, just wait until that person has been prayed for and then we'll pray for you as well. Tension in your home. Tension with your parents, with your children. If you find yourself, if you, if you want to summarize yourself as having a, like a hard heart, let someone just pray and counsel you and let's see what the Holy Spirit uh, says to you, how He wants to guide you this morning. Is there anyone else? Also, if you want to come to the Lord again and say, I need to come to the Lord to ask forgiveness for my own sins, quickly come to the front. We want to pray with you. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? Now, there's no spectators here today, so what I want you to do is I want you to take a seat where you are if you are alone, I want you to pray through this. Maybe you can pray through those points up on the screen. If you are here with a loved one that you've got a relationship with, you can ask them, what is God saying to you this morning? What is jumping up in your life, in your heart? If you are here with a friend or a spouse, please do it. Ask them, hey, what is God saying to you? And, and you can offer to pray with your friend or your family member. But there's no spectators here. We're all either praying and reflecting or just connecting with, with a friend sitting next to us. I'm giving us five minutes for that.
you are welcome to stay and pray a bit longer or um, remain in your seat if you want to. But before I formally dismiss this meeting, I just want to extend an invitation. If if this topic of forgiveness for you has to do with um, like, you know, like trauma or abuse and you need advice or counsel on, okay, I want to give forgiveness, but how does that relationship look looks like in the future? Then as a church, we'd like to help you and connect you with someone that can help you. So we don't want you to feel alone. Uh, so please make contact with the office if, if you need someone to pray with you and to walk a journey with you uh, on this matter. God bless you. Um, please hang around. Please meet a new friend. Um, grab a cup of coffee. But you're also welcome to stay behind a little bit if you want to stay and pray. But I'm formally dismissing this meeting. Thank you, everyone.